Hello, my friends, and welcome to Project Relationship U. My name is Adina Barlow, and I am a life coach who teaches you how to have an amazing relationship with yourself so you can have a wonderful relationship with everybody else. Today, we're going to talk about how to maintain happy, joyful relationships, especially with your intimate partner. A lot of the stuff I've done or that I, I talk about is sort of how to um, create better relationship or prevent miscommunication or work on problems. And this episode, I want to talk with you about great relationships that you already have and how to maintain those. So here is the first thing. Maintenance in a relationship is just like eating. You always need to eat, like throughout your life. Obviously you can fast or you can have some periods of not eating throughout the day, but as long as you live, you will need to eat. So as long as you're in a relationship with another human being, you need to maintain that relationship. <laughs> And the other part, the other sort of connection around food is the kinds of food you eat matter for your long-term physical health, right? So the kinds of interactions you have with your relationships matter for the long-term health of that relationship. So are you, let's say with your food, are you eating a bunch of junk food and like sugar and candy and your and coffee and Coke? Uh, or are you eating vegetables and fruits and greens and drinking lots of water? So with your relationships, are you sort of just tolerating each other? Are you coming home at the end of the day and putting your stuff down and going to your room or turning on the TV? Or are you greeting your spouse or your intimate partner or your kids and spending a few minutes with them to say hi, to let them know that you're excited to see them? Are you bottling up emotions, afraid to share them? Or are you airing them out constantly and creating a safe enough place for yourself and your partner to do the same? So those are the things we'll talk about is what does it look like to what what actions do you need to do to maintain a, a joyful happy relationship so the first one is being willing to have difficult and awkward conversations this is like going to the gym it it kind of sucks some days you don't feel like it however if you go to the gym consistently your body will get stronger so in having difficult conversations and that is things like um, sharing things that are irritating you or sharing resentments that might come up or talking about things that seem unfair or sharing needs that aren't getting met or um, asking a behavior to change or trying to figure out how to work out some differences. These are the, the difficult conversations and sometimes awkward. And especially if you're talking about sex with your intimate partner, 
It can totally be awkward if you're not used to it. However, those awkward conversations make for such better sex later <laughs> because you're on the same page, you both feel seen and heard and understood, and when something comes up that doesn't feel great, you can talk about it and you're willing to, you have a, a practice of it. So imagine just like you schedule time to go to the gym, well, plan to have time for awkward conversations. My, my partner Jeffrey and I have a, a quarterly relationship review where we go out for a nice dinner and, and set the intention with ourselves like, hey, this conversation is designed for us to air out anything that might be up for us that we haven't had a conversation about. Now, in the first couple of years of our relationship, this quarterly review was critical because we hadn't yet developed the habit of having awkward, uncomfortable conversations. And so we really needed that container to have them. And it was not fun. The conversations were not easy. <laughs> However, we were both willing to do it. And I, I would go into it sometimes feeling so anxious and like, oh my gosh, what if he doesn't really like me and he's been lying to me the whole time? What if he wants something that I totally don't want? What if he's unwilling to hear or unable to hear the thing that I want? And what if that sh scares him away? Oh my gosh, those fears are normal. It's okay. Go into the conversation and try to just stay with your curiosity. Stay open to whatever comes up and honest. And and this place, this space is creating a safe enough space in this container means that you do not judge each other or blame each other. You share with each other and ask clarifying questions until you understand what the other person needs or wants or doesn't want. And then you can have a conversation about how you can work together to meet those needs. Or maybe they don't work for you. Maybe you can do something else together. So validating each other, validating your needs and your wants, even if they seem silly, or validating your feelings, all of that's really important in this container especially. So just like going to the gym, it does get easier. You know, the weights don't get lighter when you go to the gym, you get stronger. <laughs> so the conversations don't get less uncomfortable and awkward. You just get used to having them. And so you're less afraid of the discomfort and the awkwardness. So that's one thing. The other thing is maintaining curiosity in your relationship. This, just like in the the relationship review, it creates a safer space in your relationship in general if you can replace judgment and blame with curiosity. So let's say your partner does something and your knee-jerk reaction was like, oh my gosh, what a jerk. Why the heck did they do that? So immediately you're judging them, you're blaming them. And if instead in your mind, you can change that and say, 
oh, I wonder why they did that. That kind of hurt my feelings. I wonder what's going on for them or what they're thinking. Not in this place of like, oh, they're bad. What the heck are they thinking? But like real curiosity. I wonder what they're thinking. Why did they do that? Interesting. Then you can ask them. And when you approach it with genuine curiosity, they will not feel defensive because they don't feel judgment coming from you. They feel an openness to receive what they have to say. This is critical in relationships, so critical. And when you can stay curious with yourself as well, and you bring something you're upset about to your partner, you'll have an easier time because you're not judging yourself all the while trying to tell your partner what's going on and making the message convoluted. You can stay curious about, oh man, I wonder what's going on for me. I wonder why I feel this way. I wonder what needs are not being met. And when your partner is curious with you, you'll be able to share more authentically. So the recipe for honesty and authenticity in your relationship is curiosity. The other thing is creating rituals. Oh man, rituals are so important as a couple because you, you want to show each other that you're special. And of course you're special to each other or you would not be there, right? So a lot of couples I've seen and in previous relationships I had, I sort of got lazy about how I treated that person. And they became sort of just like, you know, a normal thing in my life that I didn't give much thought to unless we were having a hard conversation or or we wanted to have sex or do something together. But on a day-to-day -day basis, there wasn't any rituals I had or they had to make each other, make us feel special. So I'll share with you what Jeffrey and I do. Uh, one of the things is anytime either of us come home, if that's from shopping or from a trip or from errands or whatever, if the other person is home, we'll put down what we're doing and run, give the other person a hug and a kiss and say, welcome home. Oh my gosh, I can't tell you how much I love, love, love this. And very occasionally, if one of us doesn't do that, the other one really misses it. <laughs> it is so, such a wonderful part of our relationship maintenance that, that we really miss it when we don't do it. So, so we make an effort and really this maintenance stuff is effort. You can't coast on this. Just like with eating, if you start just eating junk food and whatever sugary stuff and processed things, whatever, your health is gonna go downhill quick. So just in like your relationships, the effort you put in is what you get out the other end. You will maintain a happier relationship. So our, our greeting each other is my favorite ritual we do. The other one that's so wonderful for us is we give each other high fives. We celebrate with each other whenever we've done something 
we wanted to or we tried something new or something happened for us that was really cool we'll we'll tell the other person and and they'll give like i'll tell jeffrey and he'll give me a high five or he'll tell me and i'll give him a high five so we really celebrate with each other and that keeps our our serotonin up really our happy hormones and it keeps it up in association with each other so our brains have this association of happiness with the other person and that's very intentional so those high fives do it the other thing that does it is we'll ask questions that invoke happy hormones like what was the best part of your day or what are you most looking forward to today in the morning or if there was a trip what was the best part of your trip or your travels things like that so we're directing a question designed to help them feel good about some part of themselves or their day and then the last thing is that we'll play a small wins game with each other especially if one of us is feeling kind of down or discouraged or uninspired with our work or something like that we'll play this small wins game where we'll take turns telling the other person a small win about our day or our week so it might be like i did the thing i intended to do today or it might be something huge like i just got a new client or um i just heard from my family member that their health is recovered or something like that so encouraging each other to focus on things that are happy that are working that are you know helping each other get out of a funk really so rituals discover what works for you and your partner what you like play with some invent some and do them okay so another part of maintaining happy joyful relationships is having shared goals and a plan for those goals a plan of action and then accountability around that action so for us one of our shared goals is healthy our healthy bodies that includes our meal plans and our exercise and so once a week we'll make a meal plan together and then one of us will go shopping and and we both know what our exercise plan is for the week and and a lot of it we do together we might go to the gym together we do acro yoga together as a hobby as our play that includes exercise and we absolutely love that and so we'll set goals for ourselves in our acro yoga something that we have to reach for and even get coached on and that we can see progress together that's so fun when you when you have a goal you're working on together and you see that progress and you see the work that you both have done to create that progress it creates pride with each other and um, trust and a sense of accomplishment and purpose it's wonderful so we also have a financial freedom goal between us and of course that's a much longer result for us to reach but but we still work toward it and part of that is doing budgeting together which i'll talk about in a little bit uh, we have a family goal so having a baby preparing for 
our family, and, and then we just stay accountable to each other. We have a weekly check-in where we go over with each other the things that we're, we did that week and what we're planning to do the following week. And I don't get to choose what he does. He doesn't choose what I do. We just tell each other what we decide and then we report on if we did it or not. We actually turn this into a game and we get points, collective points for, for taking the action that we said we would. And then at the end of the quarter, if we have 80% or higher on those points, we get to go out to a fancy dinner or go spend the night someplace cool or something like that. So we make it a game. All right, respect is a huge one in maintaining a relationship. So really it's seeing each other as capable, fully functional, autonomous humans with feelings and needs. If you see your partner as less than you, or if you see them as incapable or as immature or as broken, they are going to act that way because that's the expectation you're putting on them and it's how you're treating them and vice versa. If your partner has a strong belief that you can't do something and then they communicate that to you through their actions or their words, you are gonna to start to believe it. And that's a quick recipe for a downhill relationship because you'll, you'll start to feel shitty about yourself or the other person. And so hold in your mind that that person is fully capable, fully functional and autonomous. And if they are dropping the ball a lot, call them out on it because they, they're not a kid. They're not incapable. And so they, they are, you respect them and expect them to respect themselves. That also goes into boundaries, knowing what their boundaries are, asking what their boundaries are, sharing what your boundaries are, and respecting those boundaries. And if you miss the mark, apologize. That's okay, but apologize. When we do something that hurts the other person and we acknowledge it and apologize, that's called repairing. And repairing brings you closer to your partner than you were before you ever made the mistake. So don't worry about making mistakes in your relationship. Just practice repairs, practice acknowledging the mistake, acknowledging the other person's feelings because of that mistake and what their needs were, apologize and then try better. That's all you need to do. You do not have to be perfect. You cannot be perfect because you, my friend, are a human just like me. <laughs> and humans are not perfect. So if you want a perfect partner, get a robot. But that is probably not what you want. So. So be patient with yourself and be patient with your partner. And as long as you're willing to acknowledge what happened, it'll be fine. Okay, the last thing is talking about finances. Oh man, this one is huge. And it's one that most couples or a lot of couples do not talk about or make a plan around. And it 
totally breaks the relationship because eventually somebody spends money a way that the other person feels crappy about or somebody spends no money and the other person feels crappy about that. <laughs> so better to have those awkward, difficult money conversations up in the first place. And if you're already into a relationship and you haven't had some of these conversations or set up rituals, it's never too late to start. Start now. So the money conversations are things like, what do you, you and they most want for your financial futures? What are you working toward? What do you want for your family? How do you want to split finances? Let's say if both of you are working and both of you are taking care of the house and everything's equal, you might have a bank account that looks like 50-50. You both put in the same amount of money and you both decide where that shared money goes. Now, I highly, highly, highly recommend both of you maintain a separate account that you keep some of your own money in so that you can autonomously spend your own money on whatever the hell you want and you don't have to report to anybody. So that's your own money. Like, I enjoy chocolate. I'm going to go get myself chocolate. I enjoy... Um, like backpack gear, Jeffrey does not. So I keep my money to buy the things that I really want and that I don't need his approval for. Most of my money goes into our shared finance account because it covers rent and food and uh, utilities and travel and all of the things that we decide to do together and that we share. So we we discuss where that money goes and and we do budgets every week. We sit down together, balance our books and talk about where the money went. And I'll tell you, oh man, this frees up so much headspace in your relationship. It might be difficult at first, but it is so worth it. Because when you're on the same page with your finances, it's easy to be on the same page with other things. And especially like keeping on top of it with that weekly budgeting session and make it fun. You know, at first we had, we did um, like a really fun activity right after our budgeting session so that we created a positive association with budgeting. So, and, and if you, the way you contribute to the household is different. So let's say one of you stays home with the kids most of the time. Um, look up what it would cost to pay somebody to stay home with the kids and take care of the house and do the cooking and cleaning. And then put that as a credit toward shared finances. That way you both feel like you're contributing and being acknowledged for your contribution. Money is really just a way to acknowledge our contributions and, and to sh like show, show how we're helping, show how we're, yeah, we're contributing and what choices we have. And so if one partner makes all the money and has the access to the money, 
the other partner is eventually going to feel disempowered because they don't have the choice or as much choice. So that's one option. You might have, you, your financial system might work for you, great. So long as you have financial conversations consistently and you're making those decisions together. From there, however you do it, great. Just make sure you do it. So I hope that helps in, in learning to maintain an already good relationship and keep it great throughout your, your whole relationship together. So if you have any questions or you want more, my support further, go to adinabarlow.com and see my offerings there. And thank you so much for the work that you're doing with yourself and with your partner to, to learn and to improve your communication and relationship with each other. It might not seem like a big deal, but it is a big deal. Domestic violence is huge in our culture, unfortunately. And the work that you do, even though it's like your relationship's good and you want it to be better, that kind of work helps end the culture of domestic violence. That is my dream for you and for me and for our, our whole culture and eventually our whole species is that we have happy, healthy home relationships, families, where our kids can grow up in safety and peace and love. And it is this daily work that we do with ourselves and each other that will get us to that goal. Even if it takes three generations, we will get there. And what you do today and tomorrow is contributing. Thank you.